are now listening to Late Hit Pro Football Radio. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Late Hit with Matt and Tyler. We're going to get into some few hot topics from around the league since we talked to you guys last week. Uh, we are almost at the football season, folks. we got about two weeks until kickoff. Uh, I'm really excited for that. I mean, football season is my favorite time of year. We're coming back around to that. So it's going to be great to see the kickoff game in a couple of weeks here. The Lions travel into KC to take on the Chiefs. Um, but let's get into some hot topics here. The first thing we're going to talk about is Jets wide receiver Corey Davis has informed the team that he's stepping away from football. 28-year-old informed the team that he plans to take time away from football and won't be with the team to begin the season. Um, now, he was the number five overall pick in the 2017 NFL draft uh, by the Tennessee Titans. Um, he was a little injury riddled at the start of his career and missed five games in his rookie year. His best season came in 2020, though, with the Jets when he had a career high 984 yards receiving that year and five touchdowns. So looking at this Jets team now with who they've signed this offseason and who they have coming back from last year, I don't want to diminish anything that Corey Davis has done because he's been a really great wide receiver for them. But I think they'll be able to survive without him just because of what they were able to do as far as getting Lazard and Cobb. You know, Garrett Wilson's coming back, um, you guys like that. So, I mean, he will be a little bit of a loss for them, but it's not going to be as big of a hit as it would be if he was on a team that didn't really have any other talent at the receiver position. Yeah, I'm surprised he uh, walked away when he did because, you know, wouldn't you want to at least try a year with Aaron Rodgers and you can make something even bigger of yourself? Because your biggest highlight as, you know, being him was your, uh, remember that Zach Wilson highlight right. where Zach Wilson threw like 60 yard bomb into the end zone and he kind of fell back into his, into his gut on the ball and into the it, touchdown. It, That's it, pretty much Corey Davis's highlight. And, and I don't know, like, I don't know if he's planning on coming back or what the timetable is for this, because he just told them that he will, won't be with the team to begin the season. So is there a chance we could see him come back this year? Maybe. And I don't know. They didn't say, no one said what the reason was that he was taking time away from football. Um, I assume it's probably, you know, something to do with personal life related, something like that. Or maybe he just decided after, you know, six years in the league that he wants to take a break from football. Um, And like you said, yeah, why wouldn't you want to play with Aaron Rodgers? You know, you finally have a somewhat decent or actually Hall of Fame type caliber quarterback running your offense. So I'm not sure why he chose now to step away. I mean, maybe like I said, I don't know what the the issue is, but it it could be something unrelated to football that he's, you know, having personal issues in his life that he needs to take time away from football and deal with. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's a good point. Randall Cobb went on stage and I guess they asked him about it. And Randall Cobb said, life is bigger than football. I wish him well, and I'm going to be in his corner. So to me, it sounds a little bit like it's just a personal, personal reason. Yeah, um, yeah, you can't blame him if something's happened. And then uh, the coach um, said, "My heart goes out to him and his family." So okay, yeah. So it definitely something, sounds yeah something something happened that they're not saying, which you know it's his privacy and all. But uh, yeah, I feel. 
bad for the guy. It takes a lot to make somebody retire after six years and being 20 years old in the league and just getting a real legit quarterback under this under center for once to play with and then getting bad news with whatever happened. And yeah, and there's, there's, a chance, there's a chance we could see him play football again. I mean, like I said, he is only 28 years old. So, I mean, maybe this time away from football is just for a year. Maybe it's not even for a year. Maybe he'll be back at some point this season. But as of right now, he's not going to be playing. Right. At the start of the season anyway, we don't know about maybe the end of the season or possibly coming back next year. Uh, maybe he just needs to take a year to step away because of what happened with his personal issues. But, um, yeah, I always like Corey Davis. Um, before this past this season coming up, I mean, him and Garrett Wilson were – pretty much the, the, the one and two guys there with the Jets. So, I mean, he was a big help for them, like I said, in 2020. Um, and, you know, and he's been a pretty reliable target for the Jets in the last few years. And they just signed him in 2021. They signed him to a three-year, $37.5 million contract. Um, so, I mean, he was – of valuable asset to them because they did pay him a lot of money to play there. But like so many other people around him have been saying, you know, life is bigger than football. And sometimes you just have to step away from the game. Yep. Okay. So after signing with the Eagles this off season, former Jaguars and Steelers linebacker, Miles Jack has informed Philadelphia that he intends to retire from the NFL. Jack was the Jaguars' second-round pick in 2016 and was a big part of the 2017 Jaguars defense that helped carry them to the AFC Championship game. Now, I know before he even signed with the Eagles, he was. Uh, I read a report, an article that said he was contemplating going back to trade school to possibly pursue a career as a plumber or like an HVAC te- technician or something like that. So I don't know. I mean, and he was getting starting team reps at practice, and in the the couple of preseason games that they played, he was was a pretty big part of that. So, if he would have stayed with the team it, and not retired, it, it looked like he was actually going to get some pretty decent playing time. So, I mean, and maybe he just decided he was done with football and wanted to pursue a different career. I mean, this is another kind of Corey Davis situation where we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. We don't know what the reason is for his retirement, but he's you know, like I said, he was only drafted in, in 2016. So he's only been in the league for, you know, seven, eight years. So it hasn't even been that long that he's been playing. So, I mean, and, you know, injuries from around the league, you know, they can toll, take a toll on guys. And, you know, maybe he just wants to do something less, you know, reeking on the body and, and do something. Like like I said, he was considering the plumbing degree. So who knows? Yeah, it's just a... Nothing against plumbers. It's just so random. Uh, Barstool Sports are the ones that made me laugh at that. They comment they when they announced it on their page. They said Miles Jack is retiring from the NFL to become the best plumber in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's just uh, these guys. You know, as much money as these guys get, it's not like the '90s and earlier where these guys get paid peanuts compared to what they get right. paid now. So, I mean, if these guys want to retire this early and they're good with money and they manage money and they already have as much money as you could imagine, you know, and you want to spend time with your family or something happens tragically and 
then do it. You know what I mean? If you decide a year down the road, if you want to come back to another team and you were that good, like Miles Jack and yeah. um, Corey Davis, you know, Corey Davis, you yeah. know, they're both first and second round picks. So, you, you know, and they've shown that they can perform in the NFL at a high level. So it, it, it's not like they would be shit out of luck at 29, yeah. 30 years old yeah. to not come back. They'll be on somebody's roster, if not practice squad, making 600,000 plus a year. So, And I think one of the biggest misconceptions that everybody has about football players is that sometimes these guys play, you know, four or five, six years and then retire. And, you know, we all think that they, you know, live, breathe and eat, sleep and, you know, football. But, you know, sometimes, you know, after being in the league for a while, it's not an injury thing. It's just they get tired of playing the game of football and want to move on to something different. And, you know, it's the same as, you know, any other normal person who has been at a job for a few years and decide that they don't want to do that job anymore and, and, you know, move on to another career or another, you know, employer or anything like that. So, I mean, I think everybody, like I said, just assumes that these football players, I mean, and, and a lot of them are because, you know, every, a lot of people love football. So, I mean, we just assume that, that that's their, you know, their main purpose in life. But, it, you know, to some of these guys, it's just a job. It's just a way to get a paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. Some people don't even, some of them don't even like football. They've come out to say, which is kind of surprising, but right. they just like the, like defensive event, like defensive linemen and stuff. They said they just like to throw people around. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, they don't, if you're, if you're making millions of dollars like they are, I mean, I guess you could kind of force yourself to like something if you're not, if you're not too fond of it. Yeah. If you're just naturally born with that, that, that body size and shape and, you know, six, six, just like a freak of an athlete, yeah. you know, why not? You know, why would you yeah. want to go? I mean, just my opinion, like I'm going to take that over going to school to be a plumber or something like that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Obviously that guy doesn't think so. And, you know, more power to him to come back and be a, no- a normal blue collar worker like that. And some of them do, like some of them are in the mil- leave for the military and stuff. So that's like, to me, that's mind boggling. But to most like average people like us, yeah, that's mind boggling to think you would leave something where you have like a one in, I don't even know how much of a shot, trillion shot, or how many people were in the United States, you know, yeah. to to come to to enter that when there's only fifty three people on each roster, um, and then you decide to up and leave for like the military or something. That's 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 cool, but at the same time, that's crazy. Yeah, and like, how many like. When these NFL players, like when they were kids, like how many of them do you think they were forced into playing football by like their oh, parents? Yeah, especially then, like kids of like, like say Peyton Manning's, like right. the Manning, the Manning boys, and all that stuff. Yeah. They, not, not like forced, like beaten, but like forced, like yeah, like they're, hey, like, they're pressured into it. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're just born. Here's your first football. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and like a lot of the, like I said, a lot of these kids might have been pressured into it, and then by the time they get good enough and get playing in the NFL. Like a few years after they're like, well, I don't really want to do this anymore. I was just doing it to please, you know, my parents or whomever. Uh, so, I mean, yeah. And we, we've seen how many uh, numerous guys retire way too young. Um, and, 
a lot of them were due to injury, like Andrew Luck and, uh, you know, a few other guys like, like him. But, you know, a lot of guys just decide that they don't want to do it anymore and football's not for them and they want to get a normal nine to five. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't blame them. I mean, we all love football. We love watching football. So we obviously want football players out there on the field, but you can't knock a guy for, you know, wanting to leave the NFL and, and pursue other things. Right. All right. So I know we've talked about uh, Colts running back Jonathan Taylor quite a few weeks. Uh, he's been a hot topic lately because of, uh, you know, wanting a new contract with the Colts and wanting to get traded away from Indianapolis. Well, as it turns out, the Colts <laughs> have actually granted him permission to seek a trade. Now, as of today, I've read reports that six teams have reached out to the Colts about inquiring Jonathan Taylor and two teams have made actual offers. Now, who those six teams and the two teams to make the offers were, I don't know. They, they didn't disclose I that. Do. do you? Yeah, I have rumors. So I did I did hear one rumor that one of them was the Eagles. That's the biggest one. And that's yeah. that's not a surprise to me because they're no. just so fucking arrogant. Yeah. They drive me nuts. It's like you just picked up, what's his face? Swift, DeAndre Swift. Swift DeAndre yeah. Swift, which is a hell of a running back. And where are you getting the money to go pay somebody like Jonathan Taylor? Right. I just don't fucking get it. They drive me nuts. All right. But And then I also heard uh, Bears, um, Colts, Dolphins, and Ravens. Um, and I also heard the Cowboys have come in contact with them as well. So those are the main six teams. Um, as far as I know, Eagles seem to be the most interested, but they are also a team that likes to just stay relevant. Yeah. yeah, as you as you know, I I can't stand them because right. they do just stupid shit like that. But uh, at the same time, they do they do a lot of good stuff too, like and be look, aggressive. But looking at it from you know the Colts standpoint, they don't really care who he goes to. And uh, oh, I don't you know, give a shit as as long as it's not someone else inside their division. Yeah. So if the if the Colts get a good enough offer from the Eagles, I'm sure that would be more than happy to send him to Philadelphia. But the thing is, he doesn't do anything for the Eagles, in my right. opinion. You have Swift, who is a high-level running back, and you could compare him pretty close to Jonathan Taylor. Right. Um, Jonathan Taylor, he struggled last season. Um, you know, And Swift, he had injury bugs last season. So, I mean, you could, you could make a case for both. And then you have a, your running your quarterback who's a predominant running back. So I just don't understand. Even the Swift move to me, it was a good move, but now you're going to double up on running backs. Yeah, top top running backs. That just doesn't make any sense to me. It sounds yeah, so, like yeah, I'd put John, my money elsewhere. Right, Jonathan Stewart doesn't really really make much sense to me if on the Eagles, because like you said, I mean Taylor. obviously. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor. Um, they you lost said Jonathan Stewart. Yeah, uh, <laughs> thinking of another Panthers running back. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they they obviously lost Miles Sanders this offseason to the Panthers. So I mean, but they both did, of these guys are better than Miles Sanders. I know, right? Yeah. So they they needed to you know fill that starting running back role, which they did when they went out and traded for DeAndre Swift. Yeah. So, but with the injury bug that DeAndre Swift suffered with last year. I mean, do you think even with DeAndre Swift and the chance of him getting injured again, do you think Gainwell is a good enough number two to step into that starting role if he needed to? Yeah, I, I do. And he really showed it towards the end of the season when they used him more than they used 
Miles Sanders, and Miles Sanders is a good running back. So, right. I just think they didn't trust Miles Sanders, and there might have been bad blood um, just because he wasn't their go-to every down back, and maybe that's what he wanted to be. He wanted to be the bell cow. Um, and then they also have uh, a guy that reminds me of Sproles, Boston Scott. Boston Scott, yeah, he's good. Um, and to me, every year he when he gets the ball – Sorry about that. He gets the ball. He's like a, like a Sproles for them, and they just don't give him enough opportunities. And he, he always, to me, looks like one of the guys that could be one of their best running backs on the team. Like right. um, I love short running backs. Like Dallas just got Deuce Vaughn, yeah. and he's 5'5", five five, and they just seem to be a different breed for running back. They're, they fit in every little gap. Um, they're always falling forward. Their little feet just keep moving, and uh, they, they, it's it, you can't see them as a uh, as a tackler, uh, like a linebacker downfield. And if you, if you're getting pushed by a uh, a pile, you know how are you going to see a five foot five guy right. over uh, over a six foot three plus guy? You know what I mean? Yeah. So you just you just don't. And <laughs> I. Like Boston Scott, it's just so underused uh, there, and that's just my opinion on that. So I think they have more than enough committee um, to do it. They've always had a good committee of running backs, right? So I, I don't really think they lack there. That's why I don't think Jonathan Taylor, unless you're banking on DeAndre Swift getting hurt. But if that was the case, why were you trading for him anyways? Right. Yeah, that's I, just my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, I I like Boston Scott. I think he's a good – I mean, even if he was their number two back, I, I would still trust him I would as too. well. I like so, him a lot. I mean, I think with the the trio of Gainwell, Boston Scott, and now adding DeAndre Swift, I think that is more than enough of a solid backfield for a, a team that doesn't really need a, a standout great running back because of the quarterback situation in Jalen Hurts where he kind of does that on his own. So – for me, right. I think to go out and to try and trade for Jonathan Taylor would just be a waste of draft picks because he wants to get paid, obviously. This is one of the biggest reasons why he doesn't want to be in Indianapolis anymore. So, right. And it, this, also, it also sucks being on a shitty team with a shitty quarterback right. situation. Yeah. And that's why I said that's the biggest reason was the money, but I'm sure you know the, the unsuccessfulness of the Colts the last couple of years – had a little bit of to do with that. So, I mean, for the Eagles to trade for Jonathan Taylor and to have to pay him as well, because like I said, he does want to get paid after just paying Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, I don't know that they're going to have the cap room for it. I mean, they've Jalen Hurts, his contract isn't really putting too much up against the cap this year. So if they really wanted to, they could, but I just don't see the necessity to trade for a running back like that and offer him the money that he wants just to have a shot of success maybe this year. Yeah, and I and to me, you're putting at a, a position where you already have so much talent. I'd rather put depth at a position like um, maybe defensive end or offensive lineman. I know they're stacked at those positions anyways, but – 
if I'm going to spend this much on a running back, I'd much rather spend it on town on depth at one of those positions because you know how fast you can get your team can suffer an injury bug and right. you have two three guys out. God forbid they're a lineman. Now you're fucked. You know what yeah. I mean? And lo- looking at a team like the Eagles, where they've got so much talent at every position, like where is their weak spot? Punter is that their worst position? <laughs> like the I mean, the, you'd probably say linebacker. Um, you know, they don't have the best of linebackers. Probably, I'd say safety. Um, trying to think on offense. I mean, offense, offense they're stacked. They're stacked all around on offense. Uh, especially their offensive line. That's probably one of the best in football. Offense, you can't, you're not really going to find a weak spot unless they get injuries. And, um, probably linebacker and safety, in my opinion, without going too far into depth of their new roster. And maybe they have, they had, they had drafted somebody there. They're really high on, but I'm not sure of that. I'm just going off of what I know. What I, yeah. What I've I mean, yeah. Offense, they're, Definitely stacked all around. I mean, tight end, you got Dallas Goddard, uh, you know, wide receivers, obviously A.J. Brown, uh, Devontae Smith. Like, you don't really need anybody there. An offensive line, I mean, we keep saying they've got probably the best O-line in the league. So, I mean. Even the best O-line can suffer real quick with one injury. Right. Yeah. And I I don't know I, their depth. I don't I, know yeah. what kind of depth they're at I there. Don't, yeah, I don't really know the backup linemen on, on the Eagles roster. But, I mean. They've been a fairly healthy team, and that's right. led to their success. But does that continue? People are right. getting older, um, you know. But if you're a backup offensive lineman on the Eagles roster, having the opportunity to learn from guys like Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson, and them, I mean, you're even their backup offensive linemen are probably going to have you know a lot of talent, just yeah. because of the 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 talent that they're around and are surrounded with. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, I, I would not trade for Jonathan Taylor from the Eagles, but we've seen them make some pretty, I don't want to say bonehead moves because they've been pretty good moves for their team, but I'm just right trying to think of like why they would trade for a guy like this. And a, I, I don't think it'd be a bonehead move if, like I said, if you're banking on, oh, Switz has been injured before, but right. then that goes back to the point where, well, why did you, why did you trade for him? You know, right. you know, if that's the way you, you could say that about anybody, you know, Jalen Hurts had a couple injuries last year. You're gonna get a go get a another quarterback. Just uh, that's, you know, that, that could start yeah. just because of that. You know, you could say that by anybody. So. Yeah, and like even the most injury riddled running back in the league, like a guy like Saquon Barkley, if he was up on the <laughs> trading block, I'm sure there would be Saquon. plenty of teams. There would be plenty of teams to you know throw offers at the Giants for him. So, I mean, even even if a player is you know injury plagued by the injury bug, I mean, there's still going to be teams to make offers for him depending on you know how talented talented he actually is. So, I mean, the and Swift and Swift played towards the end of the last season, I believe. Yeah, right? He well, so you he, do have you do have footage of coming back right after his injury, right? Right. He was like in and out. Yeah. Right. He, he played so he was in at the beginning of the season he played and then he got injured like midway through and I don't think because I remember the last game of the season um he wasn't playing um at all. But it wasn't due think. to it wasn't due to injury, I thought. I don't remember. 
been a long time. Um, one thing I will say is, and this might sound hypocritical because of what I just said about the Eagles, um, I just feel like Tony Pollard's injury is a lot more questionable. All right. And if they're really um, as a team that could use it, that is already stacked and feel like they could add more talent to it. Dallas has the money for it, especially with all the all of the money they've restructured with Dak and everybody and stuff. And even though they have to spend some of that with Diggs and um, Micah coming up, if you were to do a one year on Jonathan Taylor and he was willing to take a little bit of a uh, a hit to be on a good team. That would be the team to go a one because you know Dak doesn't run much anymore, right. and that's where I'm saying this would this is a different scenario than Eagles because Jalen runs a lot and Dak's not a runner since he snapped his leg pretty bad. Yeah, so you could see where he hesitates a little bit to run. Um, that's where if you had a one-two punch of Jonathan Taylor, who's a really strong back and he can power through things, and then Tony Pollard, who's more of like a obstacle dodger. He's just lightning, you know, he hits the hole and he's just through the other side. With that question, is he okay from the Achilles, I believe it was, Achilles in the 49ers game? Yeah. That's a big injury in playoffs. You know what I mean? So he's coming back off of that. So Dallas right now would, and I'm not not just saying this because I'm being biased, but out of the six that I've read that are rumors, quote unquote, Dallas would be the most that makes sense. Um, Bears, not much, so much to me. I think you you have so much more talent you need to put around a team than right. pay some fancy running back a lot of money when, you're, when your quarterback does that literally every play. Um, your quarterback might be just as good of a running back as Jonathan Taylor. Right. Um, and then what were the other ones? Uh, Miami. I don't remember. Miami, they have, they have like 45 running backs. Yeah, but none so of me- them are good. You're right there. Uh, they, they are so stacked all around. They're a team. You're right. Uh, I think, I mean, Tua runs a little bit more than Dak. But with all his concussions and stuff, you might want to have him a little bit more protected and not running and everything if you're going to go that route. So maybe Miami would be would make just as much sense. So every time I hear a player getting put on the trade block like this or you know, a player wanting to get traded, I kind of – think in my head about all 32 teams and who could benefit best from this player. And when Jonathan Stewart popped into my head, the two Taylor. teams, uh, yeah, jo- I'm sorry. I keep saying Stewart. Jonathan, <laughs> when Jonathan Taylor popped into my head, the two teams, you sound like me <laughs> getting names two, wrong. Yeah. The two teams that I thought of most were the Minnesota Vikings and the Miami dolphins because, because I'm they of, lost cooks. Yeah. So obviously Minnesota, because they lost their running back, Dalvin Cook to free agency who signed with the Jets. And then, you know, Miami because they've been in the conversation all offseason of signing and running back. I mean, they were in uh, the Dalvin Cook uh, discussion when he was still available. Um, So they're definitely looking for a running back. And honestly, I think either one of those teams, Minnesota or Miami, would be a good fit for Taylor. Um, Yeah, but what about Ennis? And I wouldn't be opposed to this for Cowboys as well. Um, just to be speaking on top of that, Hunt yet you have out there, free Pretty agent, hunt, yeah. hell of a lot cheaper than what Jonathan Taylor's going for. And then um, uh, Leonard, playoff Lenny, Leonard Fournette. 
Oh no, Kareem Hunt's not available. He signed with the Saints. He signed with the Saints. Yeah. Oh yeah, he just did yesterday. Yeah. I, well, no, okay. He, yeah, because of the Alvin Kamara suspension, they signed him. Um. Yeah. So Kareem Hunt's not available anymore. But he's. You know what's weird? He still comes up as free agent on my on my list. That's weird. I but, forgot about. I did see that somewhere. I didn't really even acknowledge it. But okay. What about? So what about Lenny? Yet he's still. He didn't shine a lot last year. No, but he's. I think he's past. So, his we, prime. You just fucking. You hate him. I'm you know, I can't, sour. I, I, I'm sorry. I even asked you about him because you can. You can't. Stand what him. What did he contribute last year? What did Not he contribute much. about the last few years? There. How about you do that instead of? I mean, what have you done do lately? But why? But why do we call him Playoff Lenny? Because he had a pretty good playoff run the year the Bucks won the Super Bowl. Yeah, give him credit. Yeah, I'm giving him credit for that. But I'm saying, like, the year after they won the Super Bowl, and then last year, he, he had a bang really, up year. Who cares? He hasn't. Really I think he can really. still contribute. To whom? He's not going to. I, w- I would take him on Dallas. I'll tell you that. For okay, a second. on on Dallas, yeah, because they've got a starting running back, Tony Pollard. So uh, playoff Lenny would be a good number two, but he's he would not be going, a really good number two. Yeah, he's not going anywhere that needs a starting running back like the Dolphins or the. Vikings. You're probably right, especially with as long as he sat out, and then now yeah. you're just seeing Kareem he's, Hunt leave. He, Do you think Kareem Hunt's a really good? I I believe in Kareem Hunt yet. Uh, just I do too. Of, just seeing him with that one-two punch and Chubb—that's what I always think about. Um, and he just looked like he could keep up with Chubb's numbers on yeah. that team, and I just. And that's I why I think I think that's why I think him going to the Saints was a good move because when Alvin Kamara finally does come back from his suspension, that one-two punch with Kamara and Hunt is going to be lethal, um, and they need that on that team, especially you know with a guy like Derek Carr who's not top-tier quarterback. Um, so he's planning to start on the Saints. Yeah, he's going to be their starter at least until Alvin Kamara comes back from his suspension. And how? What's that like? Week six? Uh, four games, I think. Four games. Yeah, I believe it's either four, four or six. I believe. You know, I picked him up a, a, like two, like a two week, like a week ago on my fantasy. Who's that, Kamara? No, Hunt. Hunt. Just because I, 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 he was sitting there, and I'm thinking somebody's going to pick him up, and I think he's a really good running back. I would back start still. him honestly. Yeah. Those, those first. It, well, weeks. I just, I just looked now that you said that, and even on this, it still says free agent. Maybe it's not officially signed yet. Yeah, maybe he didn't sign his contract yet, but yeah, if I mean, especially those first few weeks, I would maybe not use him as my starting running back, but maybe in my flex position, just because uh, he's going to get a, a majority of the carries, especially yeah. with Kamara not being there. What but do you think about Madison on the Vikings? At, at the Vikings, we forgot about him, and you keep bringing up Vikings, and I totally forgot because I have him on my. Well, I mean, yeah, Madison was good filling in for Dalvin Cook when he was injured. But I don't really see Madison having the talent of being the number one back there and getting like the the workload of the carries. I think I think he's a good number two as well. So I think he's going to need someone else to compliment him. I mean, maybe he could be their starting running back, but he's not. He can't be the full time guy. They need to have a, a number two guy there, just because of well, his his. I don't want to say his lack of experience, but I mean, he obviously last year with injuries. To Cook was a workhorse for them, but I don't see him. You know, I picked really him being... up. I picked him up last year on that, and he did pretty good fantasy for me. Was um, well, yeah, because Cook was out. 
Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, so you know, I think he could. Yeah, I think he could hold his hold his own. You know, that's a much better running back than what, like you said, Miami's has. So I yeah. I, I would take them possibly out of the mix for um, Jonathan Taylor because I think they believe in Madison. I just yeah, think and, and Cook's contract was in the way of ever it, making it a one-two punch. Yeah, and I don't think. I mean, I don't think the Vikings are going to trade for him. I mean. No, I don't see that happening, but I just, I feel like it would be a good fit for both sides. Like, because other than Kirk Cousins, um, who is it? Who are the Vikings paying? Justin Jefferson yeah. is going to be due for a contract within the next year or two. Uh, you know, other than Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson getting paid, they aren't really paying anyone. Um, so, I mean, they can afford it with the, with the, the salary cap to pay a guy like Jonathan Taylor if they would happen to trade for him. Not saying it's going to happen. I just I think that would be a good fit for him. You know who? Sides. You know, if you just popped up on Facebook because I scrolled down, I was just about to talk about him. You know who I'm most excited to see play running back wise in the Who's entire that? league? Take a guess. Uh, Zeke. Yep, I am so excited to see him play for the I Patriots. I am too, actually. Because I and just want to. I just want him to prove people wrong for all this shit he's got talking on him. That. And listen, I wasn't I wasn't a big Zeke fan when he was with Ohio State, um, and then he got drafted to the Cowboys. I wasn't at all. I was a Penn State fan. Yeah. So. <laughs> and I I didn't really care for him because he went and got drafted by the Cowboys. So I mean, I have, but the last couple of years, um, I started to show a little bit more respect for Zeke, um, and I'm ex- I I am really excited to see what he's going to do with the Patriots, because if anybody, and we've said this before, if anybody knows how to utilize a running back, it's Bill Belichick. So I'm excited. I am too. And, I and he's a bruiser, man. I think that's like old school Bill Belichick offense right there. Just bru- pounding ground, baby. Do you feel like last year, Zeke, especially with Tony Pollard getting, you know, a big load of the carries, do you think Zeke's uh, confidence and, and that with the Cowboys last year kind of went down a little bit? I don't know if it's his confidence, but like I had said, both years back to back, the first quarter of the season, you could see if you go watch film from back to back, um, and people have made videos on this too, so you wouldn't have to like go through yourself because it's an actual like fact. The first quarter of both seasons, he has night and day difference from the second from the from the last three quarters of the season because of both both times he. I think it was a hip last year or a knee injury and a hit and a minor knee. And then the year before that was his knee on his pylon or something. I forget, but I think him and Tony Pollard were so close. I don't think there was any lack of, I think he was like when he sidelined, when he was sidelined, you could tell he was sincere about rooting for Pollard. They're, right. they're pretty close. And they, he kind of molded Pollard into the running back. Right. That he was. Um, so no, I don't think it, it brought any of his I think he's more of a team player than what you really think um he, I, he's not he's not a diva running back like trying to think and there's not really many diva running backs I I don't want to I I mean I don't want to say Quan maybe yeah, I don't want to say turned that, into a diva you know Zeke had ill will towards Tony Pollard I just feel like and maybe this is just me but I feel like watching Zeke last year I just feel like he wasn't really hundred percent in it with the Cowboys last year. Yeah, um, I think it was more injury, man. Yeah, was, and maybe was it was really, the injury really banged thing, up. He but was I feel really banged up. I feel like he's got his energy 
went up ever since he signed with the Patriots. Like, I feel like he's kind oh, of... Oh, I'm sure. It, it's like when you get a new job. Like, right. Even if you didn't hate your job, you, you sign a new job to a new job, and you're like, I'm fucking... I'm ready, baby. Let's fucking go. You yeah, know what I mean? It's just like anything. Yeah, I just anything feel like... Anything that's new. He, he, I feel like he's reborn now. <laughs> and also... And also, like, it had to be a killer sitting there thinking... I mean, you had to know that you were going to eventually get picked up because right. of your age and everything, but you had to think, who am I going to go to? Is it going to be some scrub team? No, this is actually a legit... It's not the best team in the AFC. It's not even the best team in the division yeah, by far, but it's a legit team to go on and try to do something and show yourself. And New England still gets some... Even though Brady's not there anymore, Belichick's still there, they still get some screen time. People still watch him, so he's still going to be... You know, still going to have some highlight reels and stuff like that. So it's not like a huge step down, but um, I think he's going to fit in really well there, and I'm excited to see him. Man, it's, I think I, I'm so excited to watch the first New England game and see him hit the field on the Patriots. Yeah, I am too. And I think like I think he's going to do really well with the Patriots. Honestly, I, I do too. I think it's going to reborn, re-ramp his his, his career, career again. Yeah. 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 I hope he just stays healthy. If he can fucking stay healthy, he yeah. got ab- abused, man. Like he did. Go look. Yeah. Go look at his carry counts from like the first six, like six years of his career oh, yeah. in Dallas. Yeah, his, it's his, insane. Yeah, his his first few years in Dallas, they they really worked him, um, destroyed his body, and man. they and you know, But to be fair to Dallas, I mean, they really didn't have anyone else, and they had you know this first round running back highly touted out of Ohio state that they really wanted to bring yeah. in and, and he and, wanted it. He wanted all the smoke. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's on him too. And I'm sure he would say that if he was on a podium, Yeah, he wanted the smoke and you know what I mean? He didn't want to be pulled out. Like most people, no, most of them don't. Then they cry and bitch that they're all worn and beat up and they want another yeah. contract. But you also wanted to, to run four downs. If you could carry the ball for four downs, <laughs> you know what I mean? You yeah. would do it. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm excited to see him, uh, and uh, excited to see where Jonathan Taylor goes. All right. So, kind of not really exciting to talk about, but we just wanted to mention um, the Commanders beat the Ravens 29 to 28 in a Monday night preseason game, which ended Baltimore's streak of consecutive preseason wins at 24 games. Now, I know consecutive. I I know consecutive wins in the preseason probably doesn't sound impressive to most people, but I mean, it's still impressive kind of to win 24. Hardball had like a hard on for that statistic. I know. And I think he was uh, pretty I'm glad. Yeah. I mean, that's stupid. Yeah. I think Dallas has the most consecutive losses. So there's that. Preseason. Yeah. Yeah. They lose like every preseason game every year. Uh, And, you know, and I like, I see people like, the Eagles lost the other night um, and I saw people all over Facebook like, Oh, of course the Eagles are trash now. People I'm like, it's just preseason. I, I've yeah. seen the, I've seen the Raiders go four and zero in the preseason and struggle to win <laughs> two or three games that, that following you know, yeah, that, it's that re- regular season. I, mean, I get the same were... shit from people. They comment, uh, yeah. you know, we live outside of Philly. So and I'm a yeah. Dallas fan. So I get it hard, but I got, uh, Every game on preseason, I get a text message or a Facebook message saying, man, Cowboys are going to struggle this year. <laughs> it's like, yeah. bro, was there even a starter in for yeah. any team, any team? 
Yeah. You know, was there a starter in? I don't know, but yeah, I didn't I even. Mean, I haven't really watched much of preseason. I'll be honest. I've been busy, um, and it might come to a shock to you, but I'm not a very big preseason fan unless um, I hear promises that the starters are going to be making an appearance. Well, which so I haven't heard too much of this year. There's one preseason game left now. Remember, we only do three now, yep. so this is going to be like kind of a dress rehearsal for the season. Yeah. Uh, so I think this last, this third and final preseason game, I think a lot of starters are going to play at least two, three quarters of a game. So maybe this is, and I haven't had my fantasy draft yet. I have mine on September 2nd. So this is going to be the week where you got to kind of watch and see who's going to be good this year and, you know, who's going to play well this year. I mean, this is a good indication of it. So. Yeah, I always like late drafts like that for that reason and injuries. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? If they play in that and then the first quarter, like, uh, sorry to keep bringing up Cowboy stuff, but <laughs> Tony Romo goes down and then Kellen Moore goes down. You know, that could happen yeah. in, in preseason and that could right. happen to anybody. Um, so I don't even – who would be the, the – besides Tony Romo, who is a major guy that went down in preseason that you could think of? I can't even think of anybody. That's why I said Romo. Yeah, I mean, it, it's I, rare, but it does happen. The last guy, I, and I, I mean, not, not, you have not, a better memory than I do. Yeah, I can remember 1999 when uh, the Rams, St. Louis Rams, uh, Trent Green went down, and Kurt Warner came in. Well, there you uh, go. Preseason, yeah, yeah. But that that was a big one though because Kurt Warner was this undrafted guy who no one really had faith in, and then he won the Super Bowl that year and won the <laughs> league MVP. So yeah. Mean, yeah, but we don't. As far as the quarterback goes, we don't really see too. Have we haven't really seen uh, since the Tony Romo uh, incident back in what was that 2015 2016? But we haven't really seen anyone. 16, yeah. yeah, we haven't really seen anyone, especially quarterbacks of of significance, go down. Um, which is a good thing. You know, we hate to see injuries. <laughs> I like to see Dak's face on that day. Yeah. Wait, I'm in? <laughs> yeah. I wasn't expecting to play ever. And honestly, I wasn't expecting him to continue to be the starter after Romo was healthy. Because all all the hype yeah. that was around Romo and, and what they paid him, you know, to be the guy um, at third was it. Yeah, I mean, I was a huge Romo fan too, but it don't matter how big of a fan you are. It's just like the Brock Purdy thing. Once a guy's on a hot streak, whether it's just him or the team is just kind of vibing with him. You know what I mean? Romo was much older at that point, and this team was pretty young. So it's like Zeke and Romo probably, you know, they probably, they definitely wouldn't have been the best friends of like him and Dak. Right, yeah. So, you know what I mean? To kill a chemistry, and I think Romo handled it right. And, you know, and then the Brock Purdy thing, that was pretty much the same situation as well. I mean, you just had Lance and you had Jimmy G, just two, two guys sitting there that you, yeah. you, you had faith in at one time. And this guy's undrafted. Right. I mean, not undrafted, the last, last pick of the draft. Mr. Irrelevant, yeah. Mr. Irrelevant. And, uh, He's going in there and he's laid shit up and he's doing pretty good for a guy that literally nobody had faith in. Right. Um, you can't break that that up and it sucks as I don't know. That's it's a business, so you know every quarterback and every 
player on the team knows that could happen to them. So, right. yeah, and we've uh, you know we've seen some of the most successful guys in the league get their start that way. I mean, look at Tom yeah. Brady. Yeah, uh, Drew Bledsoe goes down. Yeah, Drew Bledsoe went down. Tom Brady. Hey, came that's in. Tom, that's Tony Romo too. Yeah. True blood yeah. goes, Red Soul goes down with 06 Tony or something. Comes in, yeah. 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 So, I mean, yeah. I mean, we've seen. We need Drew Bledsoe. I need Dallas to bring Drew Bledsoe back and go down so then they can bring in another <laughs> superstar. Yeah. <laughs> How old is Drew Bledsoe now? He has to be. Oh, he's got to be close to 50, I would say. Yeah. He could play a snap and then just get destroyed, and then we can figure out who our next yeah. starting quarterback could be. Maybe Cooper Rush or <laughs> yeah. Ben, ben Danucci. He's not on the team anymore, but yeah. Yeah, they'll bring him back. He had one start. <laughs> they gave up on him too quick. They'll bring him up. Or uh, who was who was the uh, uh, Brandon Whedon? Oh, no. Yeah. All I can think of as the, the year Roma went down, 2015, that Brandon Whedon. Brandon Whedon. Yeah, and, that, that year was just awful. And I think Matt Castle might have started a I game think it was every veteran quarterback in the league that still had a pulse. <laughs> they were just bringing him <laughs> They were in. just bringing him in bringing one him by in one. I, oh, my God. That was a four-win season, I yeah, think. Yeah, four and 12, yeah. Three of them were Romo's wins. And then, <laughs> yeah. I, I think it was. It was yeah. a bad season. Yeah, it was a bad season. <laughs> they didn't even show Cowboys much on the TV that no. season, and that's, that's well, a rare. I mean, uh, towards the end of the season there, who would want to see <laughs> Brandon Whedon leading the fucking – Two and twelve Cowboys. I mean, I'm looking. I'm searching through. I'm still trying to watch it. And uh, I think we're actually at work that that day. Me and you together. And it was on a. I forget. They played on like a Thursday or Monday or something. Yeah. I remember it was like the Browns or somebody. And I couldn't find it anywhere. I had to watch the stupid stat guidelines. I was so annoyed. It's like you don't. I don't ever have to do that. Right. All right. Our next topic, the Buccaneers have named Baker Mayfield the starting quarterback going into the start of the season. Mayfield beat out third-year quarterback Kyle Trask for the starting job. Obviously, I mean, there was a little bit of quarterback competition there in Tampa between Trask and Mayfield, but, you know, Kyle Trask, he's never played in a game in his NFL career yet. So I think they just wanted to give Baker Mayfield the starting nod just because of his experience and, um, you know, maybe we'll see Trask come in at some point this year if Baker Mayfield starts to play poorly. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't expect Baker to play too long. Um, and it's so unfortunate because everybody had such high hopes for Baker, and I just right. can't believe we can't put it together. Right. Um, and he's, he's going to have legitimate receivers on this team too. So yeah. you can't put it together on the Buccaneers and I don't know what to tell you, man. Is he, is his time soon up? I mean, or is he just going to continue to be that journeyman? I think he's going to be a journeyman. Keenum, uh, like quarterback. that just kind of floats around to all 32 different teams. Yeah, I think this will probably be the last stand for him. I think if he doesn't make it happen here in Tampa, I think he'll be probably a, pretty much a backup for the, the remainder of his career. That cheap, uh, that cheap backup that just keeps hopping around each season to right. You know, it's it, and I feel like he's gotten so many chances. It's 
Like we always bring up Josh Rosen, the guy that got like one chance. And then All you right. have Baker Mayfield that got a million of them. Just in stop getting chances. It's like he's turning into the next Carson Wentz. So like, when are we going to see Carson Wentz go away too? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how many chances are we going to give that guy? Well, I mean, he hasn't signed yet, so maybe he got his last chance. I don't know. We'll see. I sure hope so. I'm tired of seeing his dumb ass. It's the <laughs> yeah. same story every time. Yeah. You know what I mean? One. <laughs> it's just one I don't team know. after I'm another. Just, I'm just tired of seeing it. And, you know, Washington's probably going to bring him back or something right, stupid. Yeah. So he'll, he'll go somewhere that to a team that doesn't need him at all. Yeah, it's like, oh, my God. What are you doing? Yeah. And uh, speaking of backup quarterbacks, uh, Sam Darnold has been named the number two guy on the 49ers depth chart ahead of Trey Lance. So Trey Lance, Trey Lance is currently number three on the 49ers depth chart behind Brock Purdy and now Sam Darnold. So, yeah, I mean, what's going on here with Trey Lance? I don't know. I think they're trying to trade him, but nobody wants him. I mean, obviously, <sighs> obviously they don't, the 49ers don't want him if they put him at three on the depth chart. You can't. What say, did they draft him? What number? He was like top five pick for them. They traded yeah. up to get him. Yeah, I just don't understand what are they not. Sometimes you just got to put somebody to fuck in there and let them try. Yeah, you know what I mean, when you uh, when you have Brock Purdy who showed you know all that success last year, do you, can you really justify putting Trey Lance in a starting quarterback over Brock Purdy? Yeah, but there's a difference between being named the starter of a team and filling in as a starter of the team. Um, like mentality wise, and Brock Purdy had nothing to lose. Right now, he's going into a season knowing he's the starter. Pressure on him, legitimate pressure, a lot to lose. He can go back to that um, last pick. He can go back to looking like that last pick of the draft real quick with this pressure that's going to be on his shoulders, especially knowing they're putting him over the guy that they traded up for him. And now Sam Darnold, the future, uh, a previous top three pick. You know, I, I just was yeah. Sam Darnold like top two or something stupid. Yeah, he went to the and Jets. And he's garbage like, too. Yeah, he yeah. went to Jets. Like it was top ten, I think at least. Was it? Uh, yeah. I don't know, but these two top ten picks. Let's say you're the last pick. That's a lot of fucking pressure, man. Yeah, and maybe he's cold blooded and poised to you know to be able to handle it and all. You know, props to him. Everyone likes to see a underdog story like that. That's awesome. Right. But can he do it? That's been my big question. Um, maybe it looks like he could do it in practice, but when it's Friday night lights, you know what I mean? You're out there and under the lights on a Sunday night and you got a big game going on and you're going to play, I don't know, um, one of your biggest rivals like the Packers or Dallas or Eagles and yeah. you're out there and you got to play. Are are you in the games on the line? Are you the last pick of the draft, or are you uh, uh, are you beating out these top ten picks for a legitimate reason? You know what I mean. So I don't yes. know. I wouldn't have too much faith in him. I think it's going to be I a have, whole different. I have faith in Brock Purdy, and I'm excited to see him play this year. I I don't think you got incredibly more out of him than what you got out of Jimmy G. But I think so. What he? I mean. It's a different situation now this year because obviously he's going into the season as a starting quarterback. Right. That's so, what I'm saying. That's worse for him. But I feel like getting all, like last year at this point, like he was probably getting practice squad snaps. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I can see that point of it. 
Definitely yeah, so not a point of it, but now he's getting all his reps with the with the starting guys. Like he's getting. I don't all think he lacks. I don't think he lacks in the skill. I think he's just going to have a hard time overcoming the pressure now that he's going to be under. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited to see him play this year. I'm okay. excited too. I, I just don't I, have as much faith I as you so do. So much hope for the 49ers last year, and I thought if he would have stayed healthy for that NFC Championship game, that it actually would have been a decent game between them and the Eagles. So. I'm excited. I think they could have won it. I mean, how yeah. do you how do you beat uh, how does Eagles not win against a team with no quarterback? Right. I mean, yeah. They like who they have in uh, Josh was, Josh Johnson, but then he got Josh injured. Johnson and he was injured. Yeah. And then and they then brought they in uh, see Well, they brought Brock Purdy back in, but he couldn't throw because he tore ligaments in his elbow. Yeah, that's right. Arm. And everybody was like, "Why the fuck is that kid in there?" Yeah. So they just ran the whole game. Yeah. I was so stupid. That yeah. that did piss me off. It's like, why are you putting that kid's life in fucking jeopardy yeah. for this fucking game that's already over? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. what's this kid going to do? Throw with his left hand? Yeah, he should you know, have tried. Just, <laughs> these, all these kids been playing football their whole life. Put a wide receiver in there that, that throw. Like, some of those wide receivers can fucking throw. Right. I, I, well, I think either, either CMC or George Kittle was their absolutely, at like, absolute last resort emergency quarterback. So... Yeah, I mean, still not a quarterback, and it's just right. Pretty much, the game's over at that point because you have no threat, especially if CMC's throwing. Right. Yeah. You know I mean, now you yeah. just okay. You just have yeah. one guy to guard. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I'm excited. I think the 49ers can definitely get back to the conference championship game again with Brock Purdy under the helm. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where you can take this team this year. Yep. All right, the Seahawks rookie wide receiver Jackson. Smith and Jigba will have surgery to repair a broken bone in his wrist, but still could be ready for the start of the regular season. He traveled to Philadelphia on Tuesday to have surgery and he's expected to be out three to four weeks. So he was their, their, um, one of their top picks. Um, you know, he's a part of that receiving core with, uh, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. So, uh, Pete Carroll's pretty hopeful that they're going to have him back week one, possibly week two. Um, it doesn't seem to be too serious. He's only going to be out a few weeks. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't even attempt to say that name. I remember that name during the draft. I'm like, I'm not touching that one. I don't want to butcher it. Uh, broken bone in his wrist. Yeah, I mean, it's not anything crazy for a wide receiver, right. in my opinion. If it was his foot, obviously now we're talking an issue. But uh, with his wrist, you know, you put a it heals pretty quick, a couple weeks. Then you put a, what do you call those things? Kind of like an air cast yeah. on it. Um, an air cast on it, and then, you know, you're pretty much good to go. Most yep. of these guys do fucking one-hand grabs half the time anyways, yeah. which I can't stand. Yeah, and and the wrist, too, like he could put like an actual cast on it, you know, and still be all right. He could, too. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. But I mean, it, it's, it's he's only going to be out three to four weeks for to get fully healed anyway. So I mean, if yeah. worst worst case scenario, week one comes and he's not ready to go, sit him out. Like I said, you got DK Metcalf, you got Tyler Lockett. Um, you know, did he just you know, fall on it or what? Uh, I think you know it was a contact injury in the preseason game oh, okay. that they had. So I mean, yeah. But he looks like he's going to be fine, and we're definitely going to see him play all, if not most, of this season. So. Yeah, we'll see. All right. And our last topic we're going to wrap up with real quickly tonight. 
Uh, Matt, as a Cowboys fan, I'm sure you're excited to hear that the Cowboys are going to induct uh, former linebacker DeMarcus Ware into their ring of honor this year. Now, they haven't set a date for what game they're going to induct him in, but it's going to be during halftime of one of their home games this season. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they should have done that already, and they have a lot of other people who need to be inducted, like Jimmy Johnson. So it's just – it's it, the Ring of Honor is tailor-made to who um, Jerry, Jerry Jones, Jones likes. likes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not really – And it's probably the reason why Jimmy Johnson's not in, because they <laughs> oh, kind of sure. – they left on bad terms. <laughs> for sure. That's yeah. a three Danny bullshits, and um, he'll always – kick the bucket and say, you know, well, we have a lot of people to get in there. And so, yeah. oh, how about the guy that got you three rings Yeah, and coached for those three teams or two of those teams and the last one was pretty much tailor-made for the coach. Yeah. Um, so that was Barry Switzer. Um, yeah. But, so let's, let's get that guy involved. But, yeah, this is my favorite um, player of all time. So yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Definitely think he deserves it. So I'm excited about that too. Yep. All right, folks. So that is going to do it for another edition of Late Hit with Matt and Tyler. We're going to wrap up this week with you guys here. Don't forget to listen and follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts at Late Hit Pro Football Radio. And follow us on Twitter at Late Hit PFR. Matt is at Matt PFR and I am at T underscore Luddy. But we will talk to you guys next week with some more hot topics from around the league. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you.